Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Let me introduce our first guest. He is the co-founder of one of, as I said, one of the great film festivals in the United States, and that uh, would include a lot of high-profile film festivals, and this is one of them. That would be Peter Baxter, the co-founder of Slamdance. Peter, welcome back to Film School. Hey, uh, it's great to be here. Good morning to you. Good morning to you as well. Well, congratulations on another year. Uh, and another, and a, a kind of a, a seminal or an important a marker in terms of the uh, the life of Slam Dance. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this year represents uh, to you and to uh, to the people who uh, support Slam Dance? Well, Mike, it really represents everything we've done. It is an anniversary, as you've just said. It's our twenty fifth year of uh, being being around, and uh, we're really looking forward to beginning the, this next festival coming up here on the, uh, on the 25th of January. It starts in Park City, 25th of January, runs through to the 31st, and we'll be presenting, um, as always, um, what you know our filmmakers, our programmers believe to be great uh, emerging talent coming through, and we have, uh, I think, an incredible uh, program this year of, uh, of features and short films which we're really excited about, but it, it sort of really represents the spirit, I think, of sort of what, you know, what Slam Dance is all about, and, uh, you know, just thinking back recently when we uh, when we started, you know, we didn't get our films into Sundance, and, um, you know, instead of walking away uh, into the sunset, uh, we, uh, as a wild bunch of filmmakers, got together to do something different. We didn't know our gorilla upstart would make it through 1995. Um, <laughs> Park City's chief of police was sure we wouldn't. He based the numbers, he told us. Uh, but all we knew uh, is that we wanted a showcase for new filmmakers like, like us. And after we got through that first year, we decided to uh, continue Sandown for artists to come. And we can say now uh, that our 25-year uh, movement, if you like, of championing emerging artists has been something of success. And, you know, we've spoken about this before, but Sandus has launched many filmmakers that have gone on to change the, really change the face of entertainment, and they, they've generated billions of dollars now at the box office. But I think, um, you know, more valuable than, than discovery and dollars is the fact that we're an artist-led community and that we've created over time uh, where we help each other build um, sustainable careers. And we did that on our own terms. Uh, we didn't want another uh, elite institution that, that shuts people out. And uh, we, we really don't want to answer to, to anyone. And, um, you know, so as a result of that, you know, this is this great, you know, program that we have uh, coming, at, coming out this year. And, you know, 199 uh, filmmakers, programmers, um, so artist-led, they, 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 they helped create Slam Dance this year. And... Um, through the thousands of entries that we that we received, and it's a really strong. It really is a very very strong slate this year. Yeah, let me just uh, reiterate. Let me underscore what you said. I have been to Slam Dance, and 
uh, I was so impressed by it for a lot of reasons, and not the least of which is seeing films, terrific films, uh, and the camaraderie that is developed within the, the hotel, this is the, as opposed to other film festivals, this is, and I assume still the case, it's, it's in one location. And so the access to the, to the theaters, to the facility itself, as well as uh, the, the filmmakers is so intimate. It's, so it's, you're right there and you're, you're walking down the halls and you're seeing uh, the films and then you see the filmmakers and you have an opportunity often to just sort of congratulate them, just say thank you, to do whatever, but the interaction there. And I love the idea of a film festival that is run by filmmakers, people who are invested heart and soul into what they're producing and what they, what they want the audience to know about what they're doing and how they're doing it. It's a, it's a tremendous environment, I will say. It really is. It was a wonderful experience for me. Let's talk about some of the the sort of the highlights, some of the things that you would like for our our audience to know about in terms of uh, showcasing events. Tell us a little bit about what what we can expect in this year's Slam Dance. Sure. Uh, Well, you know, as as always, um, the focus of um, Slam Dance is to support emerging, you know, filmmakers coming through. So our our documentary. Uh, competition and our narrative competition uh, that's sort of at the forefront of, of of what we're doing we can come on to that in in, in a moment but you know from um, you know just a just a couple of highlights here um, before we get into that program you know Stephen Soderbergh is going to be with Sundance this year Stephen is an alumni um, he supported many uh, filmmakers that have been at Sundance over over the years and he actually is going to be premiering his his new film high flying bird uh which uh terrell mccraney um is the he wrote he wrote this screenplay of course he wrote the uh, the play um of uh, moonlight and um uh, and this story um it's 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 a surprising film um in the sense that uh, how the story develops, especially it catches you by surprise in it, in, it, in its in its last last act. Of course, I'm not going to give the story away, but I can tell you that during a, a pro basketball lookout, um, a sports agent pitches a rookie uh, basketball client on an uh, on an intriguing and controversial business business proposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, underlying this is. Um, Actually, Dr. Harry Edwards. Um, so, uh, Dr. Harry Edwards was a was a, was a Black Panther, um, and has been very supportive his whole life. He's dedicated his whole life uh, to to youth, um, especially Black youth, and um, has this great quote: "Dream with your eyes um, open." Mm-hmm. And and here we're dealing with really uh, the NBA and the. The harsh realities of becoming an NBA player and how incredibly challenging and competitive and tough that is, especially as a as a young as a young man coming through. Um, it's an exceptional story, uh, br- brilliant 
brilliant performances. Brilliant performances. Uh, Andre Holland, who was who was in, who starred in Moonlight, he's in the uh, he, he's in the main cast. He also actually as an executive producer of the project. Um, and it's just an amazing um, Steven Soderbergh film. We're really um, happy that we're showing this film. Uh, here is something actually that embraces, and I know we've spoken about this before, DIY tools mm-hmm. of, of, of indie filmmakers. And of course, this film has been shot entirely um, on, on an iPhone. Um, and it's really uh, amazing to, to, to consider that when you see um, the, the image that uh, Stephen has created. So we're very excited to show that. It's going to be showing on Sunday, January mm-hmm. the 27th. And that actually will be uh, preceded by a founder support that we're giving Stephen. And, um, you know, he has a long history with our festival. He produced Greg Matola's uh, first feature, Day Trippers, which won our first grand jury prize in, in, in 1996. And um, it's a very important film to us because um, it showed that uh, the Day Trippers um, commercially and critically could do as well as any film um, at any uh, big film festival around the world. It sold very well, it was in, and it was invited to Cannes afterwards. It really helped launch Greg's career, and Stephen was behind that film. He made that happen. Um, the following year, he premiered Schizopolis at Sundance, where he um, saw the premiere of uh, Anthony and Joe um, uh, Russo uh, debut pieces, and he approached the brothers, and, and after the screening, he offered to produce their next film. And that became Welcome to Collingwood, um, and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. to the point now where uh, this year um, at Slamdance, in the breakouts section, we have Brian Welsh's film called Beats, and Stephen um, executive produced that film. So throughout Slamdance's time, Stephen has been really a part of our community, and he's helped our organization grow up through recognizing um, great talent and, and, and helping launch their careers. And uh, he, he not only serves as a reminder about what we as filmmakers strive for, he, he's shown time and time again how to do it yourself and on your own terms. And uh, we want to thank him for his, uh, his you know, sign out support and his inspiration. And uh, that's why we're presenting him with the Founders Award, and and uh, it's going to be really looking forward to to that uh, to that Sunday. That, that. But just moving just moving on, you yeah. know, we're just talking about the films. The the opening night film actually is um, um, speaking about uh, great independent filmmakers. Um, Ski Bum, the Warren Miller story, and uh, this is directed by Patrick Breeden. And um, the Warren Miller story is about Warren Miller, the great independent filmmaker. And I think oftentimes people think of Warren Miller as, as the creator of these, um, you know, these great ski films. But oftentimes they don't think of Warren Miller as a great independent filmmaker. And that's what he was. And so as well as combining sort of the, the, the action uh, uh, and the excitement of skiing, and, and as someone actually who changed and developed the American ski industry, you could say actually the global industry of skiing, um, he also um, helped develop independent filmmaking in the, in the 50s and the 60s. Here was someone, a total DIYer, who did everything himself um, at a time where other filmmakers wouldn't dare to go to the places that he was going to in his filmmaking. So that combination makes for a very special um, opening night film for us at Slamdance. So really, we're really proud to show that film. 
But, you know, do, shall we move on? I want to just sort of piggyback just for a second on Warren Miller, just because, uh, absolutely, I think in some ways because of the, the, the subjects, I mean, the, the type of film that he was he was involved with, ski movies, that he was it was thought of as sort of a lesser uh, filmmaker for that because they they were seen as fluff or whatever. It just felt feels like because that he wasn't given his due as his in his ability as a filmmaker. And uh, and it's great to see that Slam Dance is part of uh, showcasing why that isn't the case. Good filmmaking is good filmmaking. It doesn't really have to be a specific kind of film to be a great filmmaker. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. So go ahead, please. Yeah, I think that's a, the, the, and thanks for, 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 for uh, you know, for, for doing that. That's what we, you know, we believe that. And, um, you know, he was able to sustain himself as well. And, and, you know, as an independent filmmaker, that is one of the, you know, that is one of the big challenges you face in your career. It's like, how are you going to sustain yourself? Well, he built a whole business, um, around you know his his you know his work, and um, you know uh, sometimes he 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 really isn't given the the, the creative credit that he that he's due. You know a lot of a lot of us know about Endless Summer, but if it wasn't for Warren Miller, Endless Summer wouldn't exist. I mean, he really was the right. uh, the, the creator of the, this whole concept of of you know. Endless skiing, and uh, it was from from that that the great surf movie and the summer really sort of came came out of. So he's influenced, um, you know, not only um, not, not only various various sports, uh, but also you know, as we're talking about here, you know, in, independent film as a as, as as a whole. Well, and let's not forget uh, that somebody like Warren Miller creates a community of. Of people around him, and they they themselves become involved more and more in filmmaking, and they also are able to provide for their families. He he became in some ways, uh, you know, as a little cottage industry unto himself. And you expected a Warren Miller film almost every ski season to come out, and and there were a remarkable, amazing technical achievements that he was able to push forward in terms of how he did what he did. But he was at the at the end of the day an artist, and he he again he provided uh, an opportunity for people to see things in terms of his films, and uh, and again providing employment and inspiration. I saw five. I saw Endless Summer when I was a kid. I and it inspired me more to want to be a surfer, to be out among you know in the environment, you know enjoying. Um, enjoying the the ocean, enjoying, and I lived in Mammoth, so enjoying the skiing. So for me, Warren Miller is a particularly uh, warm place in my heart for for what he was about. Okay, so there's more. <laughs> so what else? Have, what else have we got on the on the menu for for Slam Dancers? Because there is so much. But uh, yeah, we are. Well, we we we're going to run. We're, we will definitely run out of time with all of the things I'd like to speak about. But uh, in, in in the just a you know a couple of uh, examples here in the uh, the narrative and the dot competition. Just getting to the you know the main focus of of, of slam dance here. Um, uh, Andrew Patterson's uh, "The Vast of Night" um, is a, a, a truly remarkable film coming from a first-time filmmaker. It's really um, it's really hard actually to grasp 
um, how this could be his first uh, his first feature, but it is, and it's 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 remarkable in its in its execution, uh, especially of details of creative details involving story for sure, uh, performances, production design, cinematography, the whole lot. Um, uh, and this is a story about the, uh, the uh, uh, really the dawn of the of the of the space race um, over the course of uh, one night in um, 1950s New Mexico, and um, it focuses on two um, radio obsessed uh, teams, uh, switchboard operator and uh, and a re- radio DJ who discover a, a strange frequency over the airway. And all of the residents of the town, um, what, as, as they watch a high school, um, high school basketball game, um, the, the teams uh, come to believe a, a mystery is afoot. And, and um, there they go on their way to, uh, to, to discovering what exactly this is uh, and um, how it's affecting the lives um, and the history of their, of their small town. Um, it really is um, an amazing film, and, and we're really uh, we're really proud to, um, to to premiere *The Vast of Night*. Uh, in the documentary um, section, uh, one uh, you know one couple of films, if you like, if we have if we yes, have time, please, please do. Um, please. But um, one which is sort of local, you could say, to California, uh, is *Desolation Center*, and uh, this is dire- directed by uh, John Carter. And uh, he, he was very much involved in the Desolation Center. He then made this amazing documentary. And, and it's the untold story of the Reagan area, um, a guerrilla uh, punk rock desert um, uh, gathering, um, the happenings, if you like, uh, the musical event, the extravaganza that, that sort of now I recognize as, um, you know, inspirations for Burning Man, Lollapalooza, and Coachella. And um, hmm. he was the events um, organizer, uh, John. Okay. And uh, it's the true story then of how this this risky and reckless um, actions of a few outsiders can can lead to you know really seismic cultural um, shifts. And it combines you know um, interviews and and really rare performances uh, from Sonic Youth, Minutemen, Meat Puppets, Swans, uh, Red Cross. Um, and so on, wow. and uh, it, it's it's remarkable in the sense that this really is a kind of chapter of our music history that hasn't really been uh, really been recognised, and um, and we're yeah we're showing that at uh, we're showing this film at uh, at Slamdance, and it, yeah, I think it fits really well with Slamdance, and um, we're really really we're really proud of uh, being able to do that. Uh, another another documentary in, in competition is uh, Dons of Disco, okay. and this is directed by Jonathan uh, Sutak. And um, th- this is a wild ride of um, involving um, Den, um, Den Harrow, who dominated, this is a true story, who dominated the European pop charts with hits like uh, Future Brain, Bad Boy, and Don't Break My Heart. I mean, really, obviously, memorable titles here. <laughs> um, but 30 years later, yeah. um, the American photographer uh, um, Thomas Barbary makes a starting revelation that he was the secret voice behind the project. Um, uh, and uh, and there, there we are on a discovery of what really happened 30 years ago. 
um, the, the secret here between two now middle-aged men um, ignite this you know, great music rivalry. Um, and, and who is the true artist behind uh, Den Harrow? Uh, the, this, this face of the voice. That's so um, awesome. that is just, uh, you know, it, it, it's a roller coaster ride. And uh, awesome. yeah, amazing to think that this is Jonathan's uh, first documentary. Well, I, I just want to uh, quickly jump in. I've seen uh, This Teacher, which is a terrific film. This Teacher, this is yeah. directed by Mark Jackson. And uh, right. you may remember Mark from a film actually was premiered by him a few years ago now uh, called uh, This. Um, called, um, called without, and um, this, which actually went then went on to win a, a Spirit Award as well. And, and Mark is a great talent. This is uh, this teacher is a special screening. It's actually going to be um, closing our festival, mm-hmm. and um, it's a story about a, um, a French Muslim woman who travels to New York uh, to to visit her a friend uh, from. Um, from the, she's from a rough neighborhood out, outside of Paris. Right. And um, the reunion actually proves pr- pr- disastrous. It's so well, it's so well crafted. Yeah. Um, and Mark is a great talent. And one of the reasons that we really wanted to program this teacher, this is not a world premiere. It's actually played at um, a, couple of, a couple of other really um, major film festivals. It played at, uh, played at London. NFT, and then it also played at the Los Angeles Film Festival. Mm-hmm. But um, incredibly, it hasn't found distribution yet. And so we as a community want to get behind Mark because we believe that we can make a difference and we want to try and help support find distribution for this film, which we absolutely believe that it, that, that it deserves to, to have to find this wider, to, to, to find this wider audience. And um, so we're very excited to you know, get behind and then hopefully we can... Uh, you know, we can achieve that, help to achieve that goal for, for Mark. But uh, he is a remarkable talent and this example, really, of how our community gets behind its own. And here in a special screening where we're going to be, you know, we're going to, we're going to be doing that. Yeah, great. Well, I, I want to just underscore, once again, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Peter Baxter, one of the co-founders of the Slam Dance Film Festival, which is uh, starts on uh, January 25th in Park City, Utah. Runs through the thirty-first, I believe, of the uh, of the month, and it is in addition to all the films, there are all these different seminars that for filmmakers who are looking for distribution, micro budgeting, all kinds of different things. If you're a filmmaker, if you care about films, and you think you want to be a filmmaker, this is a great film festival to go to because you're going to get an opportunity to have FaceTime with people who are in who've been through what you are going to go through, who understand the challenges and the pitfalls and the joys and the challenges and all of those things that come along with making making film. And um, it is a great, great place to go. So you can go to slamdance.com to find out more about the festival, about how to get tickets, about the, the uh, program, and in addition to all the things that <clears throat> Peter Baxter has been sharing with us today. I, I just want to underscore, I, I loved being there. I was there a couple of years ago. I have a sort of a very random question for you, Peter. Uh, this is kind of out of the blue. But uh, mm. one of my favorite films of uh, 2017 when I was there was a film called Cortez. And I, I don't know that it, that it ever got, let me say that again, I don't know that it ever got 
uh, any kind of distribution. I didn't see it come up on my radar after I saw it at Slamdance, and I thought it was a just a wonderful, a, a good example of the kind of film that that uh, Slamdance is a part of. Um, and I just don't. I, I'm just one of those films, and I, it breaks my heart that it that it. I may be wrong. Maybe it got distribution, and I just didn't see it. But uh, it it was heartbreaking to not see it get the audience that I think it deserved. I, do you any <clears throat> any does does this ring a bell with you? <laughs> yeah, it, it does, and and um, you, you're right to speak about the challenges of, of finding um, meaningful uh, distribution. Um, I, I think it's it's easier these days. Mm-hmm. to, you know, find distribution, really, anyone um, after they've made their feature can sort of put their film onto some platform. Um, but, but you know, whether or not it finds uh, uh, yeah. an audience through that and, and, and whether or not it actually earns uh, revenue, uh, these are sort of two completely different that's, that's the, that's... types of the, of, of the, of the story. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why we um, have, you know, we be, you know, we're, you know, we're a year-round organization. It's one of the reasons why we uh, wanted to start our cinema club at the Arclight. We have a very um, strong relationship with the, with the Arclight, where every month we will show films, uh, mostly from the, the festival, but not exclusively, yeah. because we want to support other filmmakers um, and the films that we want to get behind. Yeah. And we will bring audiences in um, to to those films. And sometimes out of those screenings, films also find distribution. And it's a way to see a film on the big screen, which you know, there's nothing more powerful than that, especially for bias. Yeah. see the audience yeah. with, uh, with the film. So as a follow-on then from the festival, uh, where we've, that's what we've been doing, and we have really good audiences there. And Cortez was a film that played at the, played at the Arclight, yeah. And you're right to, to, to bring that up. Um, that's a, you know, that was a challenging film, and, and you're, you're right. It, 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 it hasn't to date found that meaningful distribution uh, uh, deal. And, um, you know, that's something which, you know, as you go through the filmmaking process, you know, you, you have to have that, that positive, uh, you have to have your hopes and dreams, but the reality of finding meaningful distribution and saying it's very, very, it's very difficult. And this goes back to, you know, thinking about the team before you get going and the collaboration, how you must stay together in order to find, uh, in order to find success. And those that do, those that combine um, and stay strong throughout the process, not just the filmmaking, but also the exhibition and what happens afterwards. They're the ones that tend to find longer uh, uh, longer term success, and sometimes two years later, eventually, you know that great film uh, that you're speaking about will find meaningful distribution. Sometimes it can take that long, but it takes this continuous, determined effort to make that happen. Right. Well, and you're you're absolutely right. It, it, that doesn't mean that the film will never get the distribution. It's just funny that you're asking artists to be businessmen, but that's the world that they live in. This is the world of independent filmmaking. And, well, you have to be, and this goes back to Warren Miller. Yeah. I mean, it's an example. You know, yeah. it's one of the reasons why you know he is to be celebrated because yeah. he did work out a way how to sustain himself and build out a build a career around yeah. what he wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, though personally and professionally he was challenged, it's not an easy ride for Warren Miller at all, as this, as this documentary shows. Um, but that's what you've got to work out. And you have to face the reality of the business 
um, and the creativity of film. It's, uh, it, it's, it, they meet, um, they're part of the marriage, they're part of the deal, and um, yeah. you've got to get, you know, you've got to get your arms around it, both of those things, and bring them, bring them together as one. Yeah. Well, you know, next year, Peter, let's let's do a whole show. <clears throat> I feel I feel like I'm just cutting cutting you off when we could be talking about all the so many other great things that are happening at Slam Dance. And um, uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Before I let you go, I want to let you know that, uh, in my own way, um, supporting uh, Slam Dance alumni, <clears throat> Dan. Dan, excuse me, Dan Mervich was on earlier in, well, in 2018 to uh, to stop by and talk to us about his film. Uh, oh, Hugh, great. Yeah, Hugh and Bernard. So, um, and uh, other other alumni of the uh, the founders, including John Fitzgerald and Shane Kuhn. Uh, congratulations to the four of you for your work here and uh, and continued success with uh, Slamdance. Uh, thank you, Peter Baxter, so much for finding time yeah. to be here. Yeah, well, thank you too. I appreciate yeah, appreciate the time, and uh, and we'll 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 see you we'll see you in Park City, and um, and for those that can't make it, stay tuned. Yes, um, on Sandlands dot com, and uh, we are year round, and maybe you know for those that can't make it, as I said, we have the art flight here in Hollywood, and also we have our films. You know, we we have many of our films online as well on yes. various various platforms. Well, let's let's just uh, let them know if by going to slamdance dot com that that world. Uh, becomes available to you to follow that thread and uh, so yeah so uh, well, well all the best stay warm uh, and uh, and it's by the way people it's at the uh, slam dances at the treasure mountain hotel is that you know got that yeah right? we're at the treasure mountain inn and, and, and uh, yeah. you mentioned earlier on you know about this environment that we've created yeah. to this small environment none of our success could have happened without being at Treasure Mountain Inn at the top of Main Street in Park City. Um, so, yeah. yeah, if you're in Park City, come and, come and check it out. It's uh, been a, a magical place uh, for us. Yeah. And here, just lastly, before I leave, I must say a big thank you to um, Thea, Leonard, um, and Andy Berman. Thea is now um, and, his, and his wife, the mayor, became mayor. We've kind of grown up together here. And without those two, without their support, uh, we wouldn't have been able to have been at Treasure Mountain Inn. So, uh, yeah, it's because of this, this hotel on the top of Main Street that all of these great things have happened. Oh, that's a fantastic story. Well, thank you, Peter Baxter, for your time today. Thank you for your work uh, with Slamdance and, and in support of independent filmmaking. Thank you. Good night. Have a good one. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.